report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. Hey, laser clickers. Welcome, everyone, to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen. Uh, if you're not familiar with our show, I think we actually, maybe we'll go do some quick introductions. So, hi, I'm Stephen. <laughs> that's, that's there. I'm Tom, by the way. And I'm William. And we want to thank you for joining us at the, uh, the Future of Star Wars and Disney Plus panel, part of Force Fest 2020. Uh, it's really exciting. It's, it's too bad that uh, Star Wars Celebration uh, ha- was canceled this year. Um, however, we still have an opportunity to all get together and talk about Star Wars. So uh, we appreciate all of you joining us uh, both live and uh, record- uh, recorded later on. Um, before we get started, uh, I think, Stephen, there's a couple more uh, housekeeping things I wanted to share. Uh, yeah, so actually, I'm going to throw it to Tom, because Tom knows more about it than I do. Thanks, William, yeah. for doing okay, that well, live. Thank you. Thank you for putting, <laughs> well, and then thank you for putting me on the spot. Um, this is basically what we're doing is it's for Make-A-Wish. So if you have an opportunity, please go ahead and make a donation to Make-A-Wish. Um, really appreciate they're doing that as a side thing for this, because we all come together as a Star Wars community that we try to help others. So if you got the opportunity... Go ahead and make a donation to make a wish. Yeah. Um, and at this point, Stephen, are going to the uh, to the uh, LA chapter uh, of Make a Wish. Uh, yeah. This thing go immediately to start granting kids wishes, which is really great. You can do that. There's uh, there's gonna be links. Uh, thanks, Amanda, for dropping the link in the chat. You can also go to um, uh, you can also go to the the link uh, Bitly. That's bit.ly/slash ff. That's for Force Fest, make a wish, FF, make a wish and donate. You can also go direct, directly through um, uh, Get Vocal as well, Vcoin, and I think they're going to match 33% of yep. donations, which is great. Cool. Awesome. So let's let's dive into the future of Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Where I mean, where do we even want to start? So for those of us who haven't, or those of you, I assume you two have listened to our podcast at some point. We are kind of a Star Wars podcast that focuses on Star Wars television. We've been going for, oh, I don't want to, st- uh, no, 2008, 12 years. 12 years. Oh, yeah, we've been going for 12 years. Yeah. We have been 12 years. So we reviewed the Clone Wars and then we moved on to Rebels and we've done some of the Lego specials, Mandalorian. Oh, and uh, we're in that kind of little break right now. Uh, Clone Wars finished up for again and then again and then again. The Resistance just finished up. Mandalorian season one is finished up. And now we are anxiously waiting for season two. Of the and all the other live action stuff that could be coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. So that's there, that's kind of what we're in right now. There's a lot of really cool stuff coming to Disney Plus. Before we get dive in, let's just take a quick look at what we've seen so far. I mean, even in the last year, Disney Plus launched with The Mandalorian. And I think it's it was bigger than I think even Disney expected. You know, it just oh. took the world by storm. And uh, it's been really cool to see just how many people... Even just like in everyday life, as I was you know, at work, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the Mandalorian's incredible. People that never talk I, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's really weird getting asked, like, Stephen, what do you think of Baby Yoda? What's what's the backstory? I'm like, I don't, I mean, I know, I, uh, I know I know a little bit more than most people about Star Wars, but I, I don't have these answers. <laughs> it's weird. I, I, I always go, it's like, it's, it's the child. 
I understand the whole big thing about Baby Yoda, but it's the child. Even Felonia that, said there's going to be a name for the child. You will never point. win that battle, Tom. I know I'm never going to win that battle. Even in my house, I never win this battle. But I got to try. I also think you know, again, we'll we'll get into the speculation on the on the future for the for the bulk of the show. But you know, we'll start with kind of taking that look back. Uh, I think for the you know, Baby Yoda, the child or whatever you want to call him has, I think, helped bring in a lot more Star Wars fans uh, or yeah. at least a lot more um, viewers that maybe not be Star Wars fans, um, which has really been cool to see. You know, there's a, a lot of people I know who would never watch The Mandalorian uh, or a Star Wars show normally. And we're like, oh, my gosh, you know, are you the part of the hype or from uh, or the, 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 the character of the child mm-hmm. uh, have, have the brought new viewers in. And I think because of that, this has still been like Disney Plus's major show like they haven't quite had anything on this level uh yet um and you know they have a bunch of other stuff in the, in the works star wars marvel other stuff you know there's now trying uh, movie launches uh mm-hmm. on disney plus but really it's it's been star wars that's kind of kicked it off and helped it go so um that grow ha- helped disney plus grow so big so fast mm-hmm. uh and so that's been really cool that's- to see. I think something that's been really impressive to see, and this you can see this across multiple streaming services, but um, especially with The Mandalorian, I think it was really the first Star Wars show that didn't require you to really understand much else. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Clone Wars kind of assumed you knew who the characters were. It kind of assumed you were familiar with what the Clone Wars were, what was going on. Um, Rebels was kind of based and designed to go into episode four. Mandalorian really starts with it doesn't really matter. It's kind of a its own. It starts off on the edge and it carves its own space. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, I'd actually say in true Dave Filoni style, it starts off kind of on the edge. And you're like, this is its own thing. And it very quickly starts to ramp into uh, other familiar yeah, know, what would you call them? Sabers, maybe, yeah. or <laughs> well, and, and I think I think that was and, yeah, yeah. And I think that was the best draw of the show is it was able to start out to where let's say a clean slate, very good storytelling, very good acting, and then as it started went going along, it slowly brought you into the Star Wars universe, and then it was able to bring in a brand new audience into the Star Wars universe because people who started out didn't need to know all the backstory that we know when it comes to Mandalorians, that we know about the child, that we know about, you know, Cara Dune's character when it comes to the, the Rebel Alliance. So it started the best way possible to bring in the audience. Yeah, and I, I think that's really going to be the magic of Disney Plus going forward is you when you're making a show for a streaming service, it doesn't have to have box topper numbers every single time when it opens or you know starts airing mm-hmm. you can make the more targeted shows you can make the clone mm-hmm. wars season seven focused on people who've loved the clone wars and followed characters like ahsoka from the beginning yep. i think that's really when we talk about what the future of disney plus is going to be i think to me that's what it means it's it's a frontier for them to explore not just the big stories but side stories yeah. or mm-hmm. alternate stories places that you know, maybe aren't deserving of a movie, but can still be really, really fascinating. Yeah, and after, actually, you know, uh, speaking with the rap recently, Kathleen Kennedy even said as much that you know she sees Disney Plus as being hugely in- integral to uh, the Star Wars universe, and you know how it it allows them to have shows that are more character driven, with you know extended extended storytelling, connected storytelling, and uh, and really kind of try new things. Um, and it, it, it's it's really exciting, and, and as we've seen, there's already a 
really exciting lineup of shows coming to Disney Plus. So we'll be we'll be talking about throughout the next hour. I know everyone's excited to talk about the Mandalorian. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about no, third. No, it's it's, uh, it's a lot. But... but there's a great slate and a lot of very interesting rumors as well. You know, who knows how much of those will pan out? But uh, I think there's a lot of potential for them to explore really interesting uh, aspects of the Star Wars universe on Disney Plus. Some may be more broad appeal for anyone. Some may be more niche if we want to, uh, you know, let people go dive in. Uh, well, to well, if you want to talk about niche, how about the uh, Lego Star Wars special? It's going to be coming out. I, was gonna say, I let's, know you, you, you have to start with the most one. important. I know the most important Star Wars special I know, coming. I, I know to we're Disney talking Plus. live action. I know we're talking Mandalorian, but. You gotta give something about a holiday special. The Lego Star Wars holiday special. Who saw that that one coming? Honestly, it might be my. I I might be more excited for that than the Mandalorian. Really, really. I don't think I am, but I might be. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. The holiday special has such. Sorry, let me start. The holiday special is awful. (laughs) The original, I mean. Everybody knows that. But I just there, there but I need to start with there. to it though. It there is. And yes. I I mean as my background obviously shows a little bit of like Lego has a special spot for me to begin with. And like the Lego games have been a great example, the Lego Star Wars shows have been a great example of the type of humor yep. that they can inject into the Star Wars universe. And you're taking Lego and Star Wars, two things that are already fantastic and now you're adding the holiday special and I like just think of the type of things we might get out of that episode. Mm-hmm. And like the, the Lego Star Wars series have all been really good. Like you might think, oh, yeah. oh like Lego Star Wars. Okay, whatever. Like they're hilarious. And, oh, Mott and Roth, when they did their show was outstanding. Yeah, Bill Mott and Bob Roth are fantastic. And they're not attached to this series, but a lot of people who worked on that were like the writer, David Shane, uh, wrote for the Freemaker Adventures and Lego Star Wars All-Stars. And so a lot of that talent is still... Uh, going to be uh, attached to the show. The fact that they're releasing it on November seventeenth, Life Day, is just—it's great. Oh, Love it. That, that's looking forward to that. Oh yeah, and you know, it, it sounds like they're going to try to explore all the different er- eras and, and aspects of the galaxy. It's going to be focused on you know Ray and Foe and Pin, uh, uh, Ray Foe, Pin, Foe and Chewie Poe. talk. Uh, some different different Lego characters. You know, when they they uh, yeah. they change them up a little bit. Yeah, why not? Together. No, so what uh, happens is you take Poe's hair and you put it on top of Finn because they're, you know, they're <laughs> hair pieces. You just disconnect it. And that's how you get uh, not, Pin and Foe. It's right. very, exactly. very Exactly, exactly. Well, well, uh, like I said in the, in the pre-show, I just want to have an Art Carney Lego and, and a, um, um, Art, just give me Art Carney and I'll be fine. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, they're going to, it sounds like there might be an aspect of like, time. let me just read the description and then we'll talk about it. Set up the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So it's our, side note, it's our first, uh, uh, I don't know if I can call it canon, but our first uh, thing really set uh, after The Rise of Skywalker. Rey leaves her family, her friends to prepare for life day as she embarks on a new adventure with BB-8 to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force. As a mysterious Jedi, at a mysterious Jedi temple, Rey finds herself hurled into a cross-timeline adventure through beloved moments in Star Wars cinematic history, coming into contact with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and other iconic heroes and villains from the nine Star Wars saga films. But will she make it back in time for the Life Day Feast and learn the true meaning of holiday spirit? You'll have to watch to find out. Sounds great. 
<laughs> just think I, of the Lego hilarity that's going to happen through all of that right now. I just honestly, all I want to see is Lego uh, recreations of original holiday special scenes. Yep. Absolutely. Like, let's get the Lego cooking show in the middle of the holiday special. <laughs> like, why not? Be Arthur at the bar. How That's many references what I do you think we'll get to like the original holiday special? I think they'll like lean into those or like, try to do like a you know Lego B uh, or I would hope. Uh, a song maybe I'm gonna a get Life Day song. <laughs> I so I think for sure we get the Life Day song. Yep. I don't I don't know who they're gonna convince to sing it. I think that'll be the real the real question. But we're we for sure get the Life Day song. Uh, oh, so, uh, Mike is mentioning Chewie's family. I I agree. I think Chewie's family is probably gonna show up. Um, Cause that was kind of the centerpiece of the original. <laughs> uh, I wonder like, God, we could get some Mandalorian content. Like I, I bet you, uh, I'm trying to think, cause it depends on, I'm assuming it's not canon, right? Cause I could see them doing a Mandalorian tie. But it's probably canon adjacent, you know, like yeah, I would say stickers. just like, all, yeah. Yeah. Just like all the Lego stuff is going to be canon adjacent. Yeah. So maybe we get uh, the Mandalorian to sh make an appearance at some point in like a re a redone Boba Fett anime like animatic sequence. Yeah, uh, and, you know I I don't I'm trying to remember now. I don't think they've announced the the full cast yet. Uh, you know we do know that Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac are very good at singing, uh, as people in the chat are are, are noting. Uh, we've seen them like sing together um, uh, in other videos before. Uh, we'll we'll see. I'm excited though. Like, I think this can mm -hmm. be this could be a lot of fun. Like poking it's... poking fun at the original holiday special for those of us who who know it, and uh, and just being kind of a fun Lego Star Wars mashup. I, I would. I feel like. Go ahead, Stephen. I, like, right. I, I feel like poking fun at the holiday special is like the classic Star Wars fan pastime. Like mm -hmm. almost more than anything else. Right. Like you've got like Star Trek versus Star Wars and poking fun at the Lego Star Wars, or sorry, at the original holiday special. Like there just there isn't anything. Better. I wonder almost if they take a break and do like a, a Mandalorian, a little uh, Lego Mandalorian story, just like they did to introduce Boba Fett, the original Boba yeah. Fett. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but wouldn't it be very funny to see the child oh, in his yeah. little Lego form do that whole little soup thing right there in the middle? Do that as the break in the dead center where something happens, like at the end of the Life Day song. When it's all said and done, you just see this cutaway to a little baby, baby, you know, the child, sip the soup and just kind of just sit there and like, okay. Uh, you know, yeah, I think the child's got to show up, right? Has like, to. how do you not include the child? Right. It has to point? be. Especially for a Lego holiday special where canon doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have high hopes for the Lego Star Wars so holiday special. Oh, so do I. that's what you said, what, November 17th, William? So <laughs> not too far away. Life day. So we're, we're coming up just a couple months away. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, uh, uh, continuing in the animation uh, uh, area, we're getting it. We got, just a couple of weeks ago, actually, we got a surprise announcement about a uh, the next animated series from Lucasfilm Animation, the Bad Batch. Uh, so the you know that the arc that we all saw unfinished, right? At um, mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's a celebration actually first, and they they released it as one mm -hmm. of the story reels. And then now it came out with um, uh, uh, the Clone Wars season seven on Disney Plus. We finally saw it all finished. It was a great arc. We reviewed it on our, our right. podcast. Uh, we're now getting an entire series uh, following uh, these characters, and not just that. Not only do we get Hunter and Wrecker and Tech and Crosshair and Echo, 
Echo. Which we'll have to talk a little mm-hmm. more about now. It's also set after the Clone Wars ends. So the official description um, it says the series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. That sounds great. Yes. Like, it, it amazes me. How many years ago did that Bad Batch animatic come out? At Celebration, I think, right? right? Yeah, I think we were all there and when we saw it. We went from time, right. That sounds right. Like yeah, it went from an, an animatic that we know, like, hey, this is we were this close to being done with it. To not only did we finish it, but we upgraded it for the Clone Wars on Disney Plus. Yeah, and now growing into its own series. And Sharon, I have a great point. It sounds like the A team in space in some ways. Yeah, like I mean, I was sold before, and I'm still sold. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm excited. This, I mean, is it bad? One of the things I'm most excited for, honestly, is just, I think the show is just D. Bradley Baker, right? Like, yeah. you do, do you need anyone else? Like, you don't. No, it's just D. Bradley Baker talking another. to himself for... There's going to be, ha- there, there's going to have to be other characters other than oh, D. Yes. D. Bradley Baker. He's going to end up running, ruining his voice after probably the second episode. But D. is so, he is so talented. Oh, yeah. He's so talented. Mm-hmm. Just and, keep everybody straight. And... I think the opportunity to explore what it was like for clone troopers and you know, they're not your, your standard rank and file clone troopers for sure, mm-hmm. but to see clone troopers, how they're surviving and dealing with the galaxy in a post order 66 wor- uh, world or galaxy, I guess is, um, is going to be really cool. Right. Cause they're not, mm-hmm. they're not clones anymore or are they like, what happens to them when, when the story so, takes over, do they kind of like kick out the bad batch? Do they try to, um, let me let me ask Mike some way like get rid of them, you know, or do we go, go ahead? I'm betting 75 25 that part of their story deals with Ahsoka uh, uh, surviving and mo- moving past Ooh. The, the Order 66. Like, what if what if the start of it is maybe Vader or someone else tasking the Bad Batch? to hunt down rogue Jedi. Good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Like what, Good point. like, I, I guess I always assumed, uh, yeah. Are, like, are they still, uh, are they still, cause I, I wondered, I thought they might be like more like mercenaries at that point. Well, it does say they'll take on daring mercenary missions. So but, it's true. And it, so, it's a question of, are they part of the empire or not? It doesn't see that. sound like it, but no, but yeah. also remember when it was during uh, Star Wars Rebels and um, Ezra and Kanan and everybody went to go find, you know, Rex and Gregor and uh, Wolf, they were in contact with the Empire. So somehow they were retired from the Empire because remember, they I think it was the second episode where they contacted the uh, Imperials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how this is going to work out, remember in the, the you know, Legends universe, there was that series of clone troopers that kind of went, well, not clone troopers, stormtroopers that went rogue that Mira Jade mm-hmm. ran into every once in a while. Is that how this show is going to be to where they're, let's say rogue clone troopers that are on the run from the uh, empire. Cause somehow they were able to get the chips out of their head. It's going to be fun to figure that out. Yeah. 
the other thing I'm really curious to see is do we get something closer to the original Clone Wars in the sense of we do like three episode arcs or is it more like we'll talk about the Kenobi series in a moment or is it more a single arc with a limited number of episodes? Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's going to be a longer running series, uh, maybe a season or two, maybe more because mm-hmm. uh, they haven't explicitly said it's a limited run series, unlike Kenobi, which we'll we'll get to next. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see what they end up doing and what kind of characters they bring in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's the opportunity now to bring in like, do they bring in more of Rex and you know, characters like Rex or like. Ahsoka, as you said, or just a couple minutes ago, Stephen, um, could Hondo show up? Right, there's a lot of potential for characters we've we've grown to know and love in Star Wars animation to to show up. I I hope we see. I hope the series starts off with them dealing with Order sixty six. Yeah, right. Like that would be so logical. Through Order sixty six again in the series premiere, and and like what happens to them after that, and that kind of sets up to. I'm trying to think, have we gotten much immediate post Order 66 content? Not... I think the closest would be Fallen Order, maybe, which takes place. I mean, it's even that's still a couple of years it's after Order 66, right? The books and, and stuff that have covered it in, in comics. But, like, you know, I, I think this show has a lot of potential to mm-hmm. explore that a lot more. Uh, and so that's, that's, really, that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's also, I think aftermath. The thing I think I'm most excited about for Bad Batch is really that in so many ways, it's already uh, it's already proven. Like the pillars of the show are already there. Like the characters have been previously established there. Uh, I'd like to see their personalities go a little bit deeper. They're a little bit like understandably like they each have their kind of one traits in the uh, Bad Batch arc because that's all you have time to like really learn about them. And I want to learn more. Right. Um, so we but we've got the characters established. We've got a lot of like the animation and team because they just came off of the Clone Wars, um, the sec- third, second Clone Wars, whichever. Um, and I think that's going to leave a lot of the best way to put it. The continuation of the yeah, Clone it's continuation is the best way. That's a good question yep. too. Like, what what will the animation look like? You know, is it going to be the Clone Wars or will they go with a different style? I would hope it stays the same. I love I think Clone it. Wars look, but I also know it's expensive. Same, yeah. You know? But but it, I would look at it from this point of view. If you're doing CG, you've already got the characters, you've already got the rigging, you've already got the style. The only thing you need to do is basically create the brand new characters in the world. If your five main characters, here it is on screen, your five main characters, their models are already there. Yeah. So I, I would hope it would err on the side of, and look at how far the animation went from the original Clone Wars series all the way now to the final Clone Wars episode. I'm, I'm watching the Clone Wars in chronological order, and you can tell how advanced it got as it went along. So mm-hmm. you would hope they would continue it. My guess is that they will, because I, I look at the Bad Batch as, unlike Kenobi, unlike Cassian Andor, so much of the structure for that show already exists. Yep. And I my hope is that gives them even more room to just tell amazing stories yeah which the clone wars like that's a skill they'd already started perfecting and done incredibly well Mm -hmm. at 
And I, I expected to just see more of the same. Like the Bad Batch to me is the Clone Wars two Electric Boogaloo. Like <laughs> no, 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 not the Electric Boogaloo part. No, 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 no. Okay, no. fine. Just no. Clone, War, Clone Wars two. And it's a little Clone Wars two. That it, it will Clone Wars two more... Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Sorry, Attack of the Clone Clones. It'll, it'll be a much more focused show, you know, because the, the Clone mm-hmm. Wars jumped around quite a bit, and we got to see different parts of the galaxy. Yeah, it sounds like this is going to be almost like the style of more like the rebels style in, in many ways. Uh, I, I, would, mm-hmm. I would suspect, you know, uh, yeah. it was kind of their, their adventures post order 66, but it sounds great. And it's coming next year. I'm guessing next fall is when they premiere. Although now actually it's Disney plus. So they, they could do it and maybe they do a different, t- different time of year. I guess we've stars animation is always premiered in the fall. But they're in not the really, fall. they're not really tied to a particular, schedule anymore especially if they're doing the big marquee um like the mandalorian type shows in the fall maybe they do like summer or something yeah it's whenever they want to release it you look at from that point of view i will say from a from a selfish perspective uh like for those of you who have listened to our podcast before we were doing the mandalorian and the resistance reviews at the same time I would love if the Bad Batch does not come out at the same time as the Mandalorian, just for the sake of our experience. I think, yeah, I, I think in the case of and now, I don't think we're going to see that happen as often. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could get to a point where there's yeah. so many Star Wars shows that they will start to overlap. But just from a, uh, um, for, just if you look at it from a business standpoint for Disney Plus, I'm sure they want to get people constantly subscribing, right? And and they try to do their best. Uh, over the last year, right? They had the Mandalorian, and and that was until mm-hmm. you know January, and then uh, and then they did the Master the- Series because that followed afterward, right? Right, the one well, where they did, yeah, yeah. Well, they so, so that that was a continuation to keep people subscribed at least talking about Mandalorian. Exactly, yeah. They had like a you know a month and a half, two month break, and then they went to the Clone Wars for you know three months, and mm-hmm. then they two two and a half three months. They took a break from from that, and then they had Disney Gallery, their Mandalorian. In, in, in we didn't talk about that because it's not one of the Star Wars fiction shows, but it is fantastic. I it's loved just get an opportunity to go see it. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Uh, it's fantastic, and I hope they do more of those types of things too on, on Disney Plus. Honestly, for mm-hmm. for these different series, uh, and yeah, the summer has been a bit of a lull, but we had still we had like the release of Solo and the release of the Rise of Skywalker earlier in the year to kind of keep you know people in Star Wars fans interested in Disney Plus. But as we go into the the rest of these series. Some may be maybe very short, but the, for the ongoing ones, or, or even for the short ones, I'm sure they're going to want to slot them in in such a way that you know you have one series and you have a break, and another series start, starts up. So you're always, yep. right. You're always incentivized the, to subscribing and paying them that monthly fee. The other advantage I think we're going to see is things like the Bad Batch, the Lego Holiday Special, especially right now. Those are things that production has certainly changed due to COVID. Right but they can at least continue production. You can't get, you know, as many people unnecessarily into a cast and crew to film a live action show. Um, so I, yeah, I think Bad Batch will prob- probably begin, I guess actually in the earlier part of the year and maybe they'll try and do, I'm assuming there's a Mandalorian season three. That's yeah. maybe getting a little ahead, they, of, they already, ahead of ourselves. But, so yeah, so okay. when they film it is a, is a question. I know, I know they barely, uh, uh, <laughs> They barely, barely finished season two. With season yeah. two. I think they, they, they got very lucky. They finished what? production five days before, I think, before everything got shut down. So I think that's, I think that's what I read as well. Yeah, it's so, but so let's march. Uh, let's keep marching closer to Mandalorian season two. But before we get there, <laughs> we, we have, have a Kenobi series coming up. 
We have a probably. I think this might be one of the most requested things out of the Star Wars fandom. Yep. Does it like it started as we want a Kenobi movie? Uh, that didn't end yeah. up happening, but we got a Kenobi TV show, and I'm okay with that. And I actually think I'm... I prefer it in some ways. I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to see. I like the fact that it's going to be a six episode limited series. And, As it should be. and you know, this is the first time they've done a explicitly set out like, a, oh, this is a limited series, right? For, for Star Wars. But I like that. Personally, I'm a huge fan. Of, I, I would love. As a Star Wars fan, I would love as much content as possible, right? And I'd be like, yes, give me more, give me more, give me more. But as a fan of good storytelling, oftentimes I like it when they set out with a goal and they say, we're going to do one season or two seasons or three seasons, whatever it is. Uh, and yeah. this is the story we want to tell. And when we, and we, here's the arc we're going to, we're going to, we're going to follow. And, you know, they do this internally. Obviously, they don't always announce this, but, um, and, and then we get, we have funding for the whole thing. And then when we get to the end, we're done. And right. they could go out on top. They could be the, still the best show in the world, but they end at, in, in their prime rather than, you know, going on too long. And that allows them to tell a much more I, focused story as well. And it's basically like a, 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 just a really, like almost in some ways, a, sometimes a longer, you know, movie. I like that mm-hmm. format and I love that they're doing that with Kenobi. Just going very high level for a moment. It's been really interesting to watch as companies like Netflix and Disney have tried to move closer to like the HBO model in some ways, because HBO is, I'd say, almost famous in many ways for doing shows exactly like that. The limited series that, hey, we have a specific story we were going to tell and we're going to go and tell just that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll do it with big budget. We'll do it with, you know, movie budget and we'll continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree. I, that's what I'm envisioning for the Kenobi series is we have an idea for a story we want to tell. It is too long for a movie in some ways, you know, six let's assume 45 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, 45 minute episodes, six episodes. Let's just go and tell that story to the best of our ability. Well, yeah. and, we don't and, even know. Like it could be, it could be 30 minutes long. Uh, like the Mandalorian often was, they could be mm-hmm. an hour long. We have no idea what the length is, but I love that they're going in. Well, they don't, they're not tied to a length on Disney plus right. one thing. And two, they're just saying, here's the story and they can get, you know, you and McGregor on board with that. Uh, and mm-hmm. they're going to tell the story, and then they're going to end it. And I think that's perfect. And I think it works with, and it worked very well with Mandalorian. It's going to work very well with Kenobi. I like how they let the story tell itself, and they let the story breathe. They're not trying to push through it, and that's the best thing about having it go to a streaming service. You don't have to worry about a commercial break. You don't have to worry about a specific time that needs to be uh, shot. You can just tell the story. And telling a story of Kenobi in six episodes like like we said, it could be a 30-minute episode just for part of the story. It could be a 45-minute or a 50-minute. But they can tell the story they want, and they can get out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think the thing I'm fascinated to see, and I saw some comments in the chat about it as well, is what what is the story they plan on telling mm-hmm. around Kenobi? Um, my... So the first possibility is does does Obi Wan choose to leave the plant leave Tatooine? I think he stays sometime between three. I think he stays on Tatooine. I think so too. I think he has. My guess is um, similar to the Kenobi novel. I doubt it's going to follow it exactly, which is Mm -hmm. a fantastic novel. John Jackson Miller. Um, Yeah, that was a great book. (laughs) (laughs) But I I suspect that it's going to be a story about why why is Obi Wan on Tatooine protecting Luke, and what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, I expect we'll see Owen Lars and knowing Star Wars and its love of let's try and explain every bit of backstory. Why does Owen 
not trust the, the crazy old man in the desert. Good point. Um, I think about uh, like the Mall Infinite story, which of course was like kind of not recreated exactly, but it's very similar to what shows up in Rebels mm -hmm. um, of Owen's not a big fan of the type of trouble that Obi-Wan brings to Tatooine. Mm -hmm. But I, my guess is we're going to see something similar of Obi-Wan protecting uh, Luke and Owen's farmstead in some way. Some threat that requires him to bust out of his hut out in the middle of the Dune Sea. Yeah. Or not, is it the Dune Sea? Where is his hut? I'm trying to remember. I should know this. No, I think it's, I think they did say somewhere along the Dune Sea out there. Okay. Uh, out, out there. Uh, in the you know, John Lynn Wace, yes. There you go, John Lynn Wace Lynn. Thank you. you. Traveled yeah. lightly. So, <laughs> Touche, William. I was going to uh, say, before we get on to the next topic, let's yeah. not forget the Make-A-Wish. Well, so, yeah. yeah. So just a reminder, uh, this whole Force Fest thing is for mm -hmm. the uh, raising money for Make-A-Wish Greater LA. Your donation will directly uh, fund wishes for critically ill children. You can donate at the link within the messages window. And um, or through Get Vocal and Get Vocal will match thirty three percent of the donations made. So um, go ahead, yeah. give it a shot. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, thanks for the reminder, Tom, on, on that. Yeah, that's right. it's it's it's, it's so hard to cut everyone short because about this, this yeah. is how we are with our podcast. Um, before we move on, though, a couple more things about Kenobi. So one thing I, I'm really excited about is that it's going to be directed by Deborah Chow, and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did an amazing. Her, her episodes are some of the best episodes of The Mandalorian season one. I am so excited for that. Um, and it's also being written yeah. by. Uh, it sounds like Joby Harold now is the new rumor. I think uh, replacing uh, Hussein Amini. Um, and it, it, I think it's going to be really great. There's no official release date for the series yet, but I think there's just so much potential for interesting stories. Like, who do you, like? I'm sure we're going to see classic characters of some, of some sort, right? Could we, we have to. Anakin? Cody? There's lots of different rumors. Uh, well, they, I there don't is know. The there is the rumor about Anakin. People yeah. want Anakin to show up in there, which, to a certain extent, does make sense. It would be cool to see Hayden Christian at least play Anakin one more time. Maybe like as a flashback or something, you know? Uh, something. You, and, and you, can, you can totally see it. You know, I, I can actually see it as... Uh, there's a it's a little bit of a trope, but you know the abandoned in the desert. You see visions and things like that. Like this is also like things that are happening in Obi Wan's life at this time. Uh, he is just coming out of his entire life being destroyed. Mm -hmm. His best friend that he, as far as he's aware, he's killed, uh, and he's now a hermit living in a desert, cut off from everything that his entire life was about. Like I. I would love to see him having kind of forced conversations with not real Anakin, but like as he's just processing, like these are the things that have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like eight years will have passed. I think it starts, it starts eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So there's a lot of time for Obi-Wan to like deal with a lot of this, but still have this unresolved uh, uh, emotion. I just, yeah. I have to imagine seeing your entire life fall apart takes a few years to a get long over. Time. <laughs> a long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, Oh, I'm excited. I mean, we there's still a lot of speculation. Really, all there's very little we know about the show right now. Um, but I, I think this, even potentially, like you know, just from a conceptual level, this is probably my most anticipated show. Having seen The Mandalorian, 
I know like how amazing and how incredible season two is going to be. So that makes me still very excited about that. But uh, the Kenobi series is just, it, it's, it's near the top of my list. Um, and uh, the root, we don't know. There's no official announcements. The rumor is th- they'll start filming as early as next month. So uh, wow. we may, again, we shall see. depending how everything goes with, you know, uh, COVID-19, obviously, but that's, that's the rumor. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, another series we don't know a ton about, but you know, you know a, a bit is the untitled Cassie and Andor series. And this sounds like it's going to be a spy thriller, you know, set uh, five years before Rogue One. Uh, the official description uh, is as follows. Uh, the untitled Cassian Andor series follows the adventures of rebel spy Cassian Andor during the formative years of the rebellion and prior to the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Dago Luna will repri- reprise his role of Cassian Andor. Uh, and, of course, we'll be getting uh, some familiar faces, including Alan Tudyk as K2SO and uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma, it sounds like. So I'm excited about this one, too. Didn't they bring somebody else yes. on recently? Uh, there's a bunch of It sounds like a yeah. guard maybe joining the cast. Denise Go, Kyle Salter, yes. and okay. uh, uh, Adria Jorna. Uh, all rumored. Uh, Lucas, I don't think has has made any official announcements. Um, the like it's going to be directed by Tony Gilroy, who co-wrote Rogue One, and he's writing it along with his brother Dan, and then uh, Bo Willimon and Stephen Schiff. Bo. It was a uh, a writer on House of Cards, and Stephen Schiff worked on The Americans, two very very well done shows as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've or, heard good things about The Americans. Uh, yeah, they're they're, they're all uh, like it's a, a lot of talent on this show. Yeah, and I yeah. love like spies and you know thrillers and stuff. So getting a Star Wars spy thriller, ooh, this should be fun. I I think this is. I kind of mentioned it that while we were getting started, like this is I think what has the most potential for Disney plus is to do shows like these that are different and feel different. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really want this one not to be, I want it to feel like a spy thriller. Like I want to see like even rogue one kind of alludes to this. Like you see at the very beginning, Cassie Nandor is this like killing the informant, you know, he's got a mission to do and he's going to accomplish it. Like I want to see that just as an entire series. What is Mm -hmm. the beginning of the rebellion? Like, like how do they operate how does he handle that kind of moral gray area that he's operating in? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for this one. And I think for me that a lot of it was, if you go back to the Clone Wars, the different themes they brought into the Clone Wars, if they can start doing that within like these new live action Star Wars series, bring these different themes in. I think that I think right now Disney Plus is probably the best place for Star Wars because they can do the experimentation. They can bring characters that we know and they can tell great stories around those characters and make it all work before they go back and do the, the films. Yeah. And this is a good, this is really a good example. You're taking a great example of a spy thriller with a really good character that came off of a really good movie and telling a story. And the, uh, the potential audience I think is a lot bigger yes. on, on Disney plus. I think people are, there's a, I think the bar is a little lower in some ways for people and, and they have the, they can tell an incredible story. You know, uh, I mean, if I'm like, sometimes people are like, oh, is it really like, I don't know if you're like, if you're, a, if you're a Disney plus subscriber, you're like, oh, I'll just try it. And you click play. You don't yeah. like, okay, good point. I From that point of view, a movie and take my family and pay a bunch of money. Right. And, and it's one movie versus 
like, oh, I'll just watch a show. I, people are just very used to that now. Uh, yeah. and, and that's why that's why I mean by the bar is lower for 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 viewers to kind of join. Assuming you're a Disney Plus subscriber, it you know it, it's really easy just to go check it out and and see what it's like. And uh, I think it's really uh, it sounds really cool. I I am very excited uh, for this one. Some rumors that filming is going to start in November. So again, we'll see what happens, but it may not be that far off. Um. I don't know. Any any other thoughts on uh, uh, on the untitled Cassie and Andor series? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't know. There, we don't know a ton about it. Like we've got a lot of the cast, but we haven't heard a lot of details on it recently. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious to see when we start hearing more. I think see, that would have been interesting if we had celebration this weekend. If this possibly would have uh, been like one of those special announcements. Yeah. Like, hey, look, we have this panel here about Cassie and Andor. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think there's some questions in the chat. I believe Rebels took place uh, between uh, five BBY and and like zero point like one BBY. So it, I think it went over the course of like four years. Uh, so okay. it, it took a few uh, took a few years. So this will be right around the beginnings of of, of Rebels. Yeah. Uh, over under on Saw Gerrera making an appearance. I could definitely see it. I could see yeah, that. You know what? Especially it's given the more ruthless. Yeah, aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, I could yeah. see it for sure. Yeah. Because put it this way, he he made his. He was in Clone Wars. He was in Rebels. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I, I, I guess he makes an appearance here. Yeah, I I think he'd have to. I'm what about Jedi too? I mean, Possible. there's there's many places they could they could go with this from Rogue yeah. One. Well, and and even not even like separate from Rogue One, I'm just excited about the opportunity to have more like, military stories you know spy stories mm-hmm. uh, with the rebellion and you know as we saw at the beginning of rogue one he was willing to do some uh, uh you know go pretty far in order to to help the rebel cause and so uh there may be some more surprising things we, well, we he alluded to that even at the end of rogue one right yeah yeah with, with all the guys that he took on to uh scarif he alluded yeah. to that because they all did that kind of stuff so you do see right now there is their story right there yeah. 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 Speaking of shows, we know uh, very little about uh, this one. Is probably the, uh, the least. The, the, there's the yeah. least about this show of all of them. They actually announced this series um, at the bottom of an announcement where they also uh, revealed that Taika Waititi is is directing a Star Wars film. So they they kind of snuck it in there as well. In, in some ways, you know, I think normally it would have its own headline, uh, but. Uh, uh, Leslie Headland is writing a uh, writing, executive producing, and uh, serving as showrunner for a new untitled Star Wars series. We really know nothing about it, right? Mm-hmm. It was last April. Um, it's rumored to take part in a different place in the Star Wars timeline and have a uh, female lead, and that's all we know. Like, there's very little, very little info. Uh, in some ways, I'm actually surprised they announced it with without even a, a hook to it. Like every other announcement we've gotten has had like, ah, this is the Kenobi series. This is the Cassie Andor series. Um, this is the Bad Batch. Like all of it has kind of at least a known quality. Like even the mm-hmm. Mandalorian was like, just by calling it the Mandalorian, you've, that's the hook. Yeah. Did, um, didn't they kind of do the same thing with the Rain Johnson series? That if he was ever going to do the three episode movie, it was somewhere else in the timeline with yeah. no real specs? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So but this, even this, that, just, just that it's not part of 
the like main thing we've like the main canon thus far doesn't tell us a ton. Right. We could be post episode six. We could be pre episode one. We could be post nine. It's hard you to know, tell. Mike in the chat makes a good point that I hadn't, I hadn't considered. I'd assume this was going to be completely separate, a completely separate show uh, mm-hmm. with like, new characters and stuff. But I went back and reread the announcement uh, yesterday or this morning, uh, and they don't actually say much at all. And so it's very possible. It's very possible that we could actually be getting like, there's rumors of a Ahsoka show, for example. Mm-hmm. It could be this, this is the show, you know, where Ahsoka's off somewhere else in the galaxy, or it could be, um, you know, some other uh, character we know uh, well. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? There's a lot of uh, a lot of questions right now. Either way, I think it'll be it'll be exciting to f- see what we what they end up doing. I I actually like what Mike put in there. Afra, the yeah. Doctor Afra might be interesting. Yeah, she did just get a the uh, uh, the the audiobook, which is really good. So, oh god, that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think the the show uh, you've all been waiting for, and, and of course us as well. Uh, is the Mandalorian season two, and it it debuts in October, just a couple of weeks away. We don't have a final date yet, but we are so close. I, has anyone checked to see if the trailer dropped like <laughs> while dirt, while we've been talking? Yeah, what are the odds? Um, pardon me, I'm gonna go check. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but I am gonna check. We'll see. Okay, okay go, go ahead. ahead. Check. It, it has not. I, I just looked. It has not dropped. Uh. Um, uh, originally it would have been today had celebration uh, or yesterday had celebration uh, still happened. Um, but you know, I know things are difficult with them working from home, but uh, man, I am so excited. Like we, we know that Pedro Pascal, Car- uh, Gina Carano, uh, Carl Weathers, Giancarlo Esposito will all return. Of course uh, the child is, is going to be back. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of interesting uh, rumors as well. Again, they haven't announced a, a whole lot, uh, but there's reports of, um, uh, let's see, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis joining the cast, Timothy Oliphant as maybe Cobb Vanth were some of the rumors, uh, Michael Bain uh, maybe playing a bounty hunter, uh, Tamara Morrison might be in the show. Yeah, it sounds like I would love to see that. I would. That would be even if you were to pop up in the Kenobi series. I would love it because that's the other rumor pop up the Kenobi series. There you go with Cody. Whoa. Tamara Morrison is fantastic. And like, could he be playing Boba Fett? And we did see some unknown bounty hunter with Spur mm-hmm. approaching Fennec Shand uh, at the end of episode five, chapter five. Uh, so it could be that. Uh, could be a different clone or Rex. There's a lot of really good potential there. Many, uh, many, many. Also rumored Katie Stackoff as Bo-Katan. Yes, I would love to see. I, I would be hands down. She shows up. I will be I will be truthful. I would probably faint if she showed up on screen as Bo-Katan. I'd be like, yes. She did tweet some uh, uh, cryptic. She had put out some cryptic tweets uh, while they were, well, around the time the Mandalorian was filming. And then mm-hmm. uh, more recent reports say that she is coming back as Bo-Katan Kreese, which would be... So cool, especially now that Moff Gideon we've seen has the dark saber. We don't know how, like, but last we saw, Bo Katan had the dark saber in Rebels. Sabine gave it to her. Bo Katan has united the Mandalorian clans. Fast forward, you know, 20 ish years, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and Moff Gideon has it. So how did that happen? I can't wait to learn more about Moff Gideon himself. What yeah. happened to Darksaber? And if Bo-Katan comes in, that sets up that conflict. Um, didn't I read somewhere that the um, that Esposito kind of hinted that Gideon may have Force abilities? I thought I heard. Uh, yeah, that. there's lots of speculation. Like, yeah, does he have the Force? Yeah, I think he could be doing it to throw us all off. But as we've seen, you don't need the Force in order in order to wield the dark saber. No, so, no, 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 no. So here's here's how I'm looking at season two for Mandalorian, and we'll get into the I think the biggest casting rumor in just a sec. <laughs> Because uh, I, the most important casting rumor in many ways. We're just going to prolong yeah. it as long as possible. I know. Uh, we like to keep our audiences I, riveted. I think my biggest criticism for season one of The Mandalorian was we had fantastic bookends for the season. The first yeah. three episodes, the last two or three episodes, all really, really good. And it had what I think is a problem many shows struggle with in the beginning during season one, which is great. We've established, we've got a strong start and a strong end. We need some stuff for the middle. And so you get a lot of what I would call like episode of the week or monster of the week, challenge of the week, whatever it might be. Um, and those episodes are fine, but they're bottle episodes. Not There's not a lot that changes within them. Knowing Dave Filoni's involved and getting more involved, going into season two, I wonder, often you'll see a, a similar pattern, but going into season two, you're gonna start to look to, how do we grow that? And so I wonder if we get the Darksaber arc where we get Bo-Katan showing up for, you know, two or three episodes as, where we deal and go farther into that part of the plot. The second season is also where you get to expand on the lore. Um, and Gideon and the Darksaber, I, you could carry more than even three episodes, but I could see a, a solid three-episode arc dealing with that backstory um, without resolving it. And we know from the end of season one, one of the Mandalorian's goals... I, I forget his name. It's, is it Jin something? Jaren. Uh, Jin Jaren. So one of his goals is to reunite the child with his people. Uh, and that, that we could be seeing more of Yoda's race, but I think that's unlikely. The other possibility is I could see, again, a two to three episode arc, which is as he searches for the child's kind, which would take you straight to Ahsoka, who, of course, rumored to be played by Rosaria Dawson. Uh I yeah. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, like I'm sad that Ashley Eckstein, yeah, isn't playing her. Um, but on the other hand, like uh, Ahsoka, I I cannot wait. I really. It sounds like she's going to be in the show. Who knows though? We have no idea. This is just you know pure speculation. We're in speculation at this point. But if it happens, oh man, I uh, I would be so excited. I I love Ahsoka, and we like we saw her at the end of Rebels. Uh, and, and that's mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. we don't know what happens. And then there's, of course, there's the additional rumors that we'll start to see Thrawn or Ezra show up to resolve those yeah. plots. And really, like, I blame all of this on Dave Filoni, who showed us with Rebels that, like, look, anywhere I can fit in characters that I know people love, I will fit them in. Right. Uh, and but not he- just like squeeze them in, but like make it work somehow. And season Thank two you. is usually when he starts. Yeah. Yep. No. Season two, Ahsoka for Rebels. Season two, Ahsoka for Mandalorian. Right. Good point. That's that's kind of his his style. Season one is you set up the show and those characters. Season two is you start bringing in more of the other characters you know and love. Now the one uh, wrinkle in this is that now with Disney Plus, it'll be interesting to see with so many potential shows on the horizon. Do they try to resolve those stories in the Mandalorian, 
or do they do them in standalone shows or do they introduce the characters in the Mandalorian to get all of the not people who have not watched the the animated series and then spin off their own show so here's I think when, it's what they're going to say. Not, I'm, I, yeah. Sorry, but I literally think it's what you're going to say. I think, I think the smart thing to do in this case, you've got everybody hooked on the Mandalorian. You're going to start introducing these characters in season two. And if you want to keep the service going and you want to tell good stories about main characters, it's hard to take an Ahsoka character or a Bo-Katan character or any other strong character and tell that story within the Mandalorian. You can kick their story off but as you know, the characters can come and go. And if they leave the Mandalorian, you've got a good storyline heading that direction. So. so I think it's interesting because this is when Disney first bought Star Wars, I think everyone expected they were going to try and follow the Marvel route. And at the time, the Marvel route meant in multiple interconnected movies and weaving. Um, and Star Wars went a slightly different route, which I think was probably the right choice. Mm -hmm. Although they've had certainly struggles along the path of we're going right. to have our sequel trilogy every other year. And we're going to have the, why am I blanking, the anthology films uh, inter in the interspersing years. Um, I think Star Wars has struggled a, a little bit in terms of the movie universe. And I I think, and if I were Disney, and if I were looking at, you know, someone like Dave Filoni, who's been super successful, John Favreau, who has lots of success, obviously, in the Marvel universe, I'd start looking at how can we apply some of those lessons and some of those learnings to Star Wars. And if they're not going to do it in movies, starting it in TV, just in terms of, hey, let's have a TV universe going where characters and people can move between, I think starts to be a real possibility. We're already seeing pieces like that with the Clone Wars growing into the Bad Batch. I, but I, I'm going to take this tact. I don't think Star Wars is the type of franchise in which you can get a bunch of characters, tell one main story, split it all off, sure. different stories, and then bring them back together again. I think when you take a look at the original nine films, well, sorry, the original six films, you had basically three main characters walking through that. Han, mm -hmm. Luke, Leia. Okay. And that's what made yeah. all those stories great. So to take Star Wars and do these big groups, split them and I, bring them back together and in movies, I don't think it's going to work. So what that's, I'm more picturing is... It's actually, uh, I saw this great graphic on Reddit once that talked, it was a, it was lines for characters, like a timeline view right. of like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and so on. Marvel very much does this, like you're right, does this kind of interweaving yep. of characters, do a thing, they split off, and then they immediately come back together for the next thing. Right. I'm more picturing, picturing I'm going to call it more Lord of the Rings-esque, where you have groups of characters, maybe a bunch of them met at one point or in close to each other in like the Mandalorians, mm -hmm. uh, part of the timeline. And then they split off and go and do their own thing. And they may not come back together at all, or maybe some of them do or don't. But I think it's part of, uh, I think one of the biggest challenges with the, especially with the sequel trilogy and like Solo and Rogue One is everything feels so tight. Uh, everything is so closely connected. Mm -hmm. I expect to see them solve that through the Disney, Disney Plus uh, television universe, whatever you want to call it where, hey, let's introduce characters and then have them go off and do their own thing. And it's a way to introduce people to the characters. Everyone's watching Mandalorian. If we introduce right. Ahsoka here, we know we're going to catch people and they'll go and want to watch the Ahsoka show. Right. You don't have to solve everything in the, like inside of the Mandalorian. They don't have to keep coming back together, but it's a great way to launch and introduce characters and have interesting crossovers occasionally to kind of help the universe feel connected while still being super expansive. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, there's there's just so much potential, and I think the Mandalorian season two is is really I think what they're going to use to launch a lot of these these stories, you know, and, and get people really yeah. really excited. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they bring back, you know, in season two. Yeah. There's a there's a big cast in season one. Uh, you know, will we see characters like Omera or more Paz Vizsla or is Fennec Shand is she alive? It looked like she was dead. Um, you know, I think mm-hmm. some of the other characters more like you know Pelimoto is we're probably not going to see again. Some of these maybe more one and done. Sounds like Bell Burr may be back as Mayfeld. Um, last we saw, he was in a New Republic prison mm-hmm. with uh, Shion and Berg. So we'll see what happens there. But there's just a lot of a lot of potential. The only thing I'm sad about, the only thing I'm sad about about season two, is that unless somehow they they figure out a way to solve this, um, uh, Quill and IG Eleven are, yeah. are still dead. Which I loved those two characters in season one. Uh, uh, I yeah. would love to see IG. Oh, I'm I'm blanking on what show. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking of the Flash actually from uh, on CW. Like they have, they have the Wells character that always comes back, same oh, yeah. actor. Yep. But a, a, always like slightly different personality. I would love to see that happen with IG. Like, oh no, this season that's not IG Eleven. That's IG Twelve. Uh, <laughs> and like just a kind of a twist on the character in a different way yeah. to yeah. explore it. Now yeah. Tom Cavanaugh is really good in that for the Flash, and that would be fun if exactly. they did something like that in Star Wars with like like you said. And make him IG twelve this time or IG thirteen yeah. because he's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, just, I mean, and I just part of that's selfish because I want to say Taika Waititi come back, not just as yeah. a director and writer, but also as yeah, just, he character. did such a great job. Yeah. So, well, we are. I think we've just about reached the end of uh, the this panel. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, we're gonna go around. Uh, we could talk about the Mandalorian all day, but we're gonna quickly go around. We have three hours short. But uh, um, we're going to quickly uh, just tell where you can find us. Uh, of course, we are part of the Ion Cannon podcast um, over on the Star Wars Report. You can let's talk about uh, this kind of stuff. Uh, whenever new Star Wars content's out, typically animation, we talk about books and games and the comics occasionally as well. Um, let's see. We're going to go around quickly uh, just to tell people where they can find you. And, uh, and the one, keep it short, the one series you would love to see on Disney+. Plus. Star Wars, Star Wars series, Stephen. Oh, you would pick me <laughs> well, uh, because because you know me, Daniel. You first, and I'll explain. Uh, so uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess you can find me on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. I guess on uh, srice zero eight. Um, that's yep. Also on the Iron Cannon podcast, I guess because that's you know what we're here doing. Yep. Uh, and I mean, if you were here for the pre-show, we were talking about our love of my. I was talking about my love of Thrawn. I would love to see a Thrawn series on Disney Plus. Um, a Thrawn Ezra series would. I mean, I, Ezra can be there. I don't actually care as much, but I just I would kill for that. Set in the Chiss Ascendancy in the Unknown Regions. Yeah, I, I'd agree with him. Tom. Um, okay, as for me, um, you know what? If you want to follow anybody, follow my dog. She's Sabine Ren too on Instagram. Okay, because I really don't. Twit. I don't Instagram. I don't Facebook. I'm I'm the old guy of the group. So just follow my dog. She's right there. Uh, and it is Sabine Ren too on Instagram. I would love to see Thrawn. Uh, I read Ascendancy. Read the Thrawn books. Um, and that's my plug. Yeah, thanks. And I'm a uh, Master Devla uh, on Twitter and most social uh, channels. D E V W I. And uh, I I mean obviously the I think Thrawn uh, Soka Sabine series is, is top of my list, but. 
I'll go with a different one and say I would love to see more of like Maul uh, post solo and maybe some Kira. That would be right. really cool as well, or something. Kira like that. would be good. So yeah, yeah. Well, we have uh, one minute left, so just want to make sure we plug uh, uh, the um, uh, Make a Wish uh, again. Again, go to Bitly uh, slash ff Make a Wish to uh, make a donation and help some some kids. Uh, we really really appreciate it. And thanks for joining with uh, Force Fest. Thanks to the organizers of Force Fest uh, for having us on. This was a fun time. Hopefully, you all enjoyed it. And um, enjoy the rest of Force Fest 2020. Thank you. I I think even Peel would have enjoyed it. (laughs) Oh, he had to. Oh, I had to throw in the one even peel joke. I'm sorry. If you're looking for more even peel jokes, check out the Ion Cannon podcast because we have our eye. On the canon not, of Star Wars. It does not get any better than that. If I would have known, I would have grabbed my even peel leg on. I would have popped him up at the same time. But he's uh, a lot uh, right now. But, oh, God. Well, That's great. Again, everybody. And we'll talk to you. Think, yeah. Talk to you all later. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.